Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Good Morning Amigo. Good morning, amigo. Good morning, sunshine. Good morning, everybody. Sixteen September. 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000, 2000. The record got, that's where it skips, so it doesn't say the last part. Good job. Always find a new way to, to introduce the year. I look forward to it. It's like the introductions of The Simpsons. You remember mm-hmm. the in- intro of The Simpsons? Every time they would jump on the couch, it would be something totally different. That's kind of how Good Morning Amigo has. It's it, like it going on 20, blah, blah. My intro and my outro is always a surprise. Always. It's the best parts of the show. Makes you wait the entire show. So it's, it's very good. Very good marketing. By you me. like that. You, you like my, my... Very strategic. You like that. That's good. Strategic was... It was planned all along that Bam was going to block that shot at the end. Holy crap. Do you think he made a little bit of a highlight for history? The, for Heat history, at least? The, one of the best blocks in Heat history. Another notable one is the Zoe block against the Mavericks in the 20s. But this, uh, one's, this, but this really one was so... Much better because the game was in the entire game was on the line. And you see, with all that confidence that Tatum went up for the dunk to get rejected, fingertip rejected, might I add. It wasn't a full hand of any sort. He got his fingers in there, and you know. The amount of strength needed to make a block like that is just incredible. He's uh, he's pretty good. And for as soft as I say Bam is, because he should be going up for a lot of more putback jams than he does. Saw a couple late yesterday, so it kind of made me a little happy about it. But it's 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 crazy. I didn't know he had that strength in him. So now there's no excuse for the no putback jams. But we know you have it in you, Bam. The Heat stole game one, Frank. They did steal game one. They stole game one. I don't even think they played their best basketball. They didn't. And Doris Burke mentioned that during the sec. I think during the second quarter, late in the second quarter, that they played their worst first quarter of the entire playoffs, followed by their best quarter. Of the entire playoffs. So we were experiencing a roller coaster ride with this team the entire game. And it showed in the third quarter, all of a sudden, Boston um, came up to a 10 point lead, I believe. And then in the fourth, we saw, wait, I felt the momentum shift, and all of a sudden, it was Miami's game. I, um, I don't know if I'm more marveled by the fact that the Heat stole game one or that the Nuggets stole game seven last night from a visibly gassed Clippers team. That couldn't keep up with the Joneses. Uh, Murray puts up forty. Is that is that correct? Am I am I reading this? I gotta check the stat line. I didn't he even put up care 40. anymore after a while. He put up forty. Jokic had some ridiculous triple double. Jokic had nineteen rebounds by the end of the third quarter, and it was the most rebounds in an NBA playoff game since like. 1990. Yeah, at some point I thought it was going to be like a triple triple. Like I thought it was going to have 104 assists, 118 rebounds. Tyler was assist away from a triple double yesterday. Yes, he played very well. That's your boy. My boy. Erratic Tyler Hero. The uh the Miami Heat, I you know, before the game started, my son asked me. I said, "I think the Heat can win game 1." Like I I I feel that they should be able to win this game. Like, I mean, if everything goes as planned, they have to win game one. There's a value to getting ahead. This team hasn't had to deal with being behind. What I think is very funny is the Heat have found a way again to be in the driver's seat with a team, Frank, 
that these everybody on this team was someone else's outcast. I was thinking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Even Jimmy Butler was was the Sixers outcast. Where did Duncan Robinson come from? Tyler Hero and Kendrick Nunn. Kendrick Nunn wasn't even drafted. Tyler, Tyler dealt with hate the last two or three years of his life. So he's living a panacea right now. Nobody wanted Goron. That's why he's still with the Heat. Because God knows the Heat tried to ship him off and it didn't work. I'm glad we kept them both. Jay Crowder and Andre Iguodala were afterthoughts. Mm-hmm. Or he picked them up on that trade with the, with the Winslow over to Memphis. Afterthoughts. Right. When you trade someone like that, it's an afterthought. I'm not going to be needing this guy, and I'm not going to be needing this guy. Well, I think that trade, uh, Riley was going after those pieces because he wanted to ship out Winslow. Olenek has found his... His his groove here with Miami, but the truth is it's a role. He took less to stay because he likes the culture. But he was someone else's outcast just a couple of years ago. This is a team full of other people's outcasts and misfits. And they are in the driver's seat in the Eastern Conference Finals against a team that you could tell yesterday, brother, they are good. Even their bad players are good. Yeah. I was worried in the beginning of that game. It looked like it was men versus boys. So, you know, the one who was stoic and calm in the first quarter was my son. They went down by 10. I said, I see, no, they're not going to win like this. And he jumps down my throat. I go, wait a minute now. I go, dear God, I coached. Give me a little bit of a break here. I'm not being sensational with my comment. I'm watching what they're doing on defense. I'm watching how they're setting up their half-court offense. That ain't it, Chief. Well, what They had to make adjustments. They called a timeout early because they were down. I was not nervous. I was pretty calm uh, until the fourth quarter. But um, what I was concerned about was I was concerned on how they were going to be able to score because Boston came out with a lot of energy. They were very yeah. fast on defense. They were but they a lot of score. traps. They weren't able to get any they had a lot shots. of paint points, which surprised me because it seemed like Boston had the paint taken care of. Right? Yeah. Miami could not get a clean shot until they called that timeout. It was a Gordon three-point shot and Jimmy Butler uh, free throws. That's how they got their five points when they called that timeout. Then all of a sudden they called timeout, came back out, and they went on like an 8-0 run, and they got back into the game. It was a very interesting game one. It was almost like a game of chess. Drogic actually was the one that was put into the game at that point, and he was the turning point. He was the spark plug He's because he came out very hungry. He's the one that led that 8-0 run. He's been doing this throughout the playoffs, and as much as I've been critical of Butler and Drogic, like I don't think another year of this would work. <laughs> like I still think you need to make upgrades and do things in the offseason. But whatever's working right now, this is crazy. This is utterly nuts, Frank Fernandez. This is not supposed to be happening. No, it's not. Not in the modern, not in the modern day. I mean, I don't care if you're in a bubble. I don't care if the season is weird because of what they had. To, no, they're this not, is not supposed to happen. They're not supposed to be here, and they're not supposed to be here with a nine and one playoff record. And the other thing, the Nuggets aren't supposed to be there right now. To be quite honest, you're not supposed to come back twice from three one. So before LeBron and the Cavs came back uh, against the Warriors three one, no team had ever come back from three one. I think it was like zero and ninety something. Now, all of a sudden, the, the Nuggets have done it twice in one playoffs. Well, it's going to be interesting to see them against the Lakers. I, I thought they'd be gassed last night. The ones who were gassed were the Clippers. Jamal Murray has changed my mind, man. They were calling him elite yesterday in the chat, and I, I didn't say anything. 
but I kind of cringed. I was like, I don't know if he's elite. Ooh. But man, <laughs> I'm glad I didn't say anything because Ooh. I woke up this morning saying, yeah, this cat might be elite. He loves this Game 7 stuff, and he loves being they in the They used it on the promo the entire time. We're best when our backs up are, are up against the wall. There I go. I used to this 3-1 thing, but, you know, like he... He responds. I, I, he, he's making me a believer. Sheesh. Let's go Nuggets. Yeah. Laker, Lakers and six. No. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Lakers and six. The Lakers will lose game one. Well, with, that's status quo. Like, that's par for the course. They're gonna win. They're gonna win the next three, and then the Nuggets are gonna come back and win another Lakers, three-one. Lakers and six. Three-one Kings. They're gonna put it up to Lakers LeBron. and six. Let's right, we'll put see. a stop to the nonsense. Nuggets right. and seven. I'm telling you, man, that's how it's going to happen. LeBron's on a beeline to the finals. What, what I can't help but draw a picture of already, I don't want to get ahead of myself because, again, I'm the guy who fights against the cocky Heat fan. But I can't listen. It, it wasn't that long ago that my, my canines were drooling at the notion that the Heat were in a Game 7, that if they won, they would face a Cleveland Cavaliers team with LeBron James in an Eastern Conference Finals less than a year after he ditched the Heat. And it didn't happen. And it broke my heart. Mm -hmm. And in that interim, I've become more partial towards LeBron. The truth is, I was very upset at him when he left. The truth is, while I understood he made a decision in his life that deserved to be respected, and he saw his contract through without bitching and moaning, which is another thing I don't think he gets credit for. He makes a commitment. He finishes his commitment. He doesn't leave halfway or ask for trades like some of these prima donnas do. But I was pissed at him because of the whole plane ride to Vegas. Uh, later, I've come to accept that that's just his friendship with Wade and whatever went on. Whatever happened in Vegas stayed in Vegas, right? Mm -hmm. um, the notion that his little thing cost Wade several million dollars always bugged me, right? And Wade's nonchalant manner and not caring um, always struck me as funny. So don't get it twisted, Frank. Um, I am reserved and quiet as I watch this because there is a gain at the end of all this. Perhaps, and God willing, three wins away um, that makes this a dream Becoming word. into a reality. Took the words right out. Because of no matter how much I forgave him, nothing would make me happier than to play LeBron in a final and beat his ass in a final. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah buddy. Yeah, buddy. And yeah, buddy. It's a shame that the game won't be at 601, right? But it'll be a reminder of when you used to walk the halls of 601 brothers when you were a champion. After that, you're like one and seven. So I don't know who the hell you are or who you think you are. All right. But I'm going to tell you is, is a culture is a culture is a culture, and you walked away from the culture, so now the culture is going to slap you in the face. But I don't want to get ahead of myself, you see. That's the first peek into the, into the real dungeons of my, of my gut and my heart when it comes to all of this. Don't get it twisted, brother. When I tell you that my alliances with the Heat are as strong as they are with any team that I root for, I mean it. They've treated me like a pro. They've treated me like a champ. They've treated me like a king. And if that alone kind of does it, like, that's it. You know, but I've been treated like a pro. Uh, my invitation's always there. My name is always at the door, Frank. Always. You've seen this.
There was a time I didn't even know I was credentialed. And they, well, you're, we've had you credentialed. Come on, let's go. See you here tonight. I'll never forget when he told me, see you tonight. Good to see you again, Larry. Doors always open for you. Yeah, like, it's crazy stuff. I love them. So I don't have a problem stepping outside the shell of radio host to, uh, I don't know, to capture the, es the essence of, of what is um, my fandom for them. I, I love them. I, uh, I've rarely rooted for a team the way I root for the Heat. And I must tell you that I, I now will get jittery and nervous, Frank. I was doing the pacing already yesterday, whereas I can't really sit and watch the end of a game. Uh, purposely went to the grill as tip-off started because it's distracting enough to not get upset. There's an ebb and flow in basketball that can be uh, uh, blood pressure affecting, is all I'll say. And sometimes it, it gets to mine. So I was just doing things to keep myself busy while I watched the game. But uh, what happened in the fourth quarter in that block just... It, it makes me wonder if we're watching something incredibly special. There's no Dwayne Wade. Uh, there's, there's no LeBron James. There's no Chris Bosh. There's no Alonzo Mourning. There's no Shaquille. There's none of that here. None of it exists here. For the first time in the history of this team, it really is about that culture. Because, listen, man, I'm, I, I will for a minute here step outside of my fandom and try to be as objective as possible as we go to break. Frank, you can have all the culture you want when you win championships with Dwayne Wade, Shaquille O'Neal, LeBron James, Chris Bosh, Ray Allen. Like, all right, culture and talent work well together. <laughs> right. All right? Like, you haven't won it on, 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 you know, on chicken salad, as Gary Stevens would once say. Mm. You, you did this because you have guys that might have bought into our culture, but Lord have mercy, you have talent. I'm not saying this team's not talented. This team's very talented. But like I started the show saying, this is a group of other people's misfits. Other teams, I don't want you anymore. Other teams, ex-boyfriends. These are all exes, jilted lovers, coming together for a common cause, and they buy into this kumbaya culture. The, the closest thing to what Phil Jackson did during his years with the Zen crap and getting his players to buy into all this meditation nonsense that I'm sure Young Yandy would love. Young Yandy, not here today. Um, she'll be joining us again tomorrow. But... All this voodoo and smoke signals, and I'm in awe. And the more I watch this team succeed, I'm so sorry, ladies and germs, that the players are dynamite, and are, but, but they are other people's misfits. Suppose I'll take him, I'll take him, give me that guy, that guy, and that guy, and we're going to beat your ass. Yeah. Spolsch was my guy, bro. You can forget about it. Like, Spolsch was my dude. 
I think all that talk of, oh, only Spolster only won because he had those players, because he had LeBron and Wade and all these guys, all the guys that you mentioned beforehand, I think all those conversations are out the window. It's Blarney. It's Poppycock. Look who he's winning with. He's winning with Duncan freaking Robinson. And even last year, like, remember how slow they started? They struggled all the way to the, uh, all the, way to the All-Star break. And then he made adjustments, and that team turned around and then made a, uh, an NBA playoff push. I, I, have you noticed that I've even been careful about talking too much about it? Almost like, I don't want to jinx it. Yep. <laughs> Did you notice that I wore green all day yesterday? <laughs> no, I didn't notice. I was like, why are you wearing green? And I'm like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the jinx. Be wearing green again tomorrow, I'll tell you that. <laughs> You're going for the Celtics. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the way, the, the Riley cheese streak is now at two. Did you hear him, see him pull his mask down yesterday? He got a nice big cheesy smile with a fist Again, pump. because he likes this. Oh, man. This is the part he likes. Bro. This is the part he likes. I just, I don't want to say. big fat ring on his I finger. I don't want to say it too loud. I still want to whisper it. I don't want to get too loud about this. Because you do understand what tomorrow brings to the table, right? I always do this. This is very hyperbolic of me as we get ready to go to break for the 10th time today. Bro, mañana gana esa gente. You know what I feel. You know why I feel about game ones, why I feel the way I do? Because then all of a sudden game twos become, listen, when you play a professional playoff series, baseball, hockey, basketball, and it's more likely to happen in hockey than the other sports. But you're down 2-0. You're freaking done. You've got to win four of the next five games. If not, you're, you're setting tee times at Calusa. Forget about it. You're done. When we come back from break, I got to hear the mouth. You know who the mouth is, huh, Frank? I know who the mouth is. Yeah, he's going to give me the I told you so's about the Denver Nuggets. I thought about him driving in. Yeah. I'm also going to talk to a level-headed young man named Mario, and we'll discuss yesterday's basketball action while the other guy sits there and gloats and brags. He's look, he looks right now like the Bohemian Rhapsody music video. Yeah, he's in love with this Lamont Murray guy, whatever his name is. What's his first name? I can never get his Jamal. Friend. Jamal. Why do I call him Lamont? There was a guy in the 80s that played named Lamont Murray. Look it up. Some dude played in the NBA named Lamont Murray. I was so Jamal Murray. I'm gonna. I better remember his name because he's gonna be a star in this league. Apparently. Apparently. Guy puts up 40 points in a game seven and says, "Mira, <laughs> I got you right here." That's one of those guys that I was mentioning earlier in the, a couple weeks ago that they get lost in those small markets. But do you remember we talked about him about how he seems to do so much better in the playoffs, but his team never seems to advance? Well, finally, it seems to be working. And by the way, he talks a lot less than Damon Lillard, doesn't he? He does. He doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. He just smiles. He has an awkward, like, cheesy smile. Like, I but just did that. Just my point. Sometimes, why say blah, blah when you can say blah? Stelio Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, put it down right now with the legendary, the one, the only, it's official, Slam Radio. If you think it's a game, play with it. Dolly. He's out of his freaking mind. He's nuts. Crazy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, Frank, I have my banana out. I'm ready to eat. Because God knows I got to hear this crap again. 
He walks around the house chirping in my ear for the last two weeks. The same crap. I keep blowing him off. I keep telling him he's nuts. I keep telling him to stop. I go, this is the crap about you. that You start telling me this stuff, and I get mad at you because you sound like an idiot. Don't do not do this. Do me a favor. I don't want to hear that the Nuggets are going to come back again from 3-1, Anthony. Do me a favor. Stop. They got lucky when they did it the first time. They can't. The Clippers are too much of a basketball team. <laughs> Nuggets win game five. He starts singing and dancing and prancing and doing all his nonsense. <laughs> I said, Anthony, Clippers in six. Nuggets win game six. Now, you know what I feel about game seven. It's all bets are off. Everything all bets else, are off. All bets are off. Anything can happen in the game seven. I, Anything can happen. Yep, I thought the Nuggets would be gassed at this point. <laughs> of course no. not. Of course yeah. not. Of course not. So now, the most underrated yeah, point guard in the league scores forty. Thank God he was sleeping when this happened. I didn't have to deal with him in person. Although I'll have to deal with him in person uh, this afternoon. Um, but yeah, that is my braggart son telling me I told you so about the Nuggets. Clippers have been eliminated. We saw some basketball yesterday, worth speaking about. So I'll talk to the expert here. What's going on, Mario? What's going on? I have to belittle my son because he's going to let me have it about the Nuggets pretty soon. Were you surprised they won last night? I was not surprised because they have all the momentum going in winning two games. He just, the Clippers were playing bad. Pandemic P showed up again. And yeah, I think I'm not very surprised that the Nuggets won. I was surprised they won the first two games in a row, though. Well, that was a surprise for the, me. The Clippers were also gassed. Like, uh, Doc Rivers was calling timeouts, like, pretty much, like, every three minutes just so he can get his players to rest. He was doing many substitutions. They were there was just absolutely out of gas. And at one point, um, there was a play that happened when Kawhi Leonard had the ball at the top of the key. Um, and, and it looked like Charles Barkley in Space Jam when he's playing basketball in the, on the, on the, on the, on the, in the street. And he kind of, like, looks absolutely lost. That's exactly what Kawhi Leonard looked like. He just was out of gas. And Paul George was not there. Took a three-point shot from the baseline at one point. Hits off the side of the, uh, of the backboard. Doesn't relate it to a play in the 1998 finals. No, no. It reminds him of a part in Space Jam. Space I, Jam. I love you, Frank. While they were playing Basketball Jones. You know what know part exactly I'm talking about. What he's talking about. Yeah. I know exactly what he's talking about. Of course. That's why I used that reference. That was a wonderful reference. Forget that maybe Barkley did something in 96 during the a Western Conference final that might be noteworthy. Well, he didn't do anything noteworthy because he didn't win anything. <laughs> no rings. Yeah. Neither has Paul George, by the way, because he kind of has a loser mentality. He went into the press conference after the game yesterday filled with excuses and nonsense. And I, I he, thought being a part of the Pacers for a while, he would have been used to you know losing in the Eastern Conference. So why, but, do you got, why do you have to be such a smartass is what I'm trying to figure because, out here. We're trying to keep this straight like arrow... Pages. And you gotta like be, Clippers. and you and gotta be such a smart ass about everything. Two, so two what? The sun shines on a dog's ass every once in a while. You got it right. Big whoopie doo, big no, deal. They had two massive trade Try picking ten saying, games in a row in advance. I'm gonna tell you today what's gonna happen: final. game five, game six, game seven, and then the next series. I'm gonna tell you what happens. You don't think we can win some ball games this year? I thought they would, and I thought they were gonna give the Lakers a hell of a run. Now your Nuggets are going to lose in six, <laughs> maybe five. Seven. I'm telling you, it's going to happen the same way. Lakers are going to lose game one. Nuggets are going to win. Well, nothing would make me happier. 
then it go the full seven. In fact, LeBron jump out to some sort of 3-1 or 3-0 lead and then have his back up against the wall. I would love to see that because then I want to see the terror in LeBron's eyes. And then once he survives that, then he's got to find the energy somewhere. Maybe he can take yoga with young Yendi um, to come and play perhaps the Miami Heat. I'm telling you, I'm quietly seething. My, my, my molars right now, they're beginning to like secrete. It, it's, I hadn't gotten this way yet. But we're getting close. When Pat Riley starts smiling after games, um, I'm in a good place. I think we're in a good place. I've made a little bit of a discovery, though. Anthony said a word there that now made me know for sure why he's doing what he's doing. He said, I hate the Clippers. So that means it's because of his love with LeBron, he wants the Lakers to win because he wants the Lakers to be in the no, finals. No. The issue that I have is if the Lakers play the Heat in the finals, who are you rooting for? Yeah, I, don't, I called him out for being a fake Heat fan, by the way. He got no, mad at me. No, 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 no. I'm going to You specifically stop told me, Anthony, that you would root for both teams. So Whoa, no, 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 no. I never said I was going to root for both That's why yes, he that, he's waiting. That's why that Kobe jersey's hanging there. He's waiting for the finals against the Heat to wear it. Now you're putting words in my mouth. No, now I'm just saying what I know. I, I live with Frank. you. Who knows you better than me? Frank, you want to sit here and brag about the Nuggets. Paul George. All those players I don't like. What what do all those three players have in common? Let's see. Who cares about who you like and who you don't like? A, they play basketball. Is it B, they play for the Clippers? <laughs> is it C, they play for the Lakers? Or is it D, they play football? Please leave your answer down below. <laughs> so you see what I mean about you being smart. a smart aleck? I don't like the Clippers. This is the only reason why I'm rooting for this guy right here. How can you like a team you have to that be hasn't able won to, you anything have to be, in the past 20 years? You have to be bigger than that. I didn't like the Celtics, but I wanted to see them win because I picked them. Plus, I like seeing the Sixers lose. It's always fun. <laughs> that was for you, Mario. Um, Come on, you didn't have to do that. Yeah, man. Like, I got it. You got your little nuggets picked correct. That's fine. But, I mean, ultimately, the way I look at things is the Nuggets still don't have enough team to keep up with the Lakers. So when they take the, when they take the court tomorrow, right, they start that series tomorrow? For, Friday they started, so they will have staggered games, like you said. Um, the best player on the court, in fact, the best two players on the court may be wearing Laker jerseys. Although Murray and, 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 the, uh, and Jokic might have something to say about that. And they're going to make it fun because they're right there with those guys. Well, Jokic and AD cancel each other out, right? I would say so. Okay, so then yeah. you're going to have – the Lakers are going to be strong in one side of the ball and one in one position, and the Nuggets are going to be strong in another position because the Nuggets have the advantage on point guard, obviously, with Jamal Murray. The Lakers have a stronger game down below because of, of, of LeBron, but LeBron's not a point guard. He's going to take. He's going to have to change his game around just because if he's going to become the point guard on it. Basketball reigned supreme today on the show, but there was a little baseball round these parts and other parts that is Major League Baseball round baseball parts on Tuesday, September 15th. Let's go to some of those scores on the scoreboard. Red Sox blank the Marlins 2-0. Tanner Houck gives up just two singles over five innings, winning his Major League debut. Sandy Alcantara with the loss. Marlins 24-22. and Still... Right in the middle of that playoff race. That's incredible. Reds over the Pirates, 4-1. to It's the Rays, 6, Nationals, 1. 
Am I reading this correct? Yankees on top of the Blue Jays, 20 to 6. Wow. Nice football game by the Jets. I know. Finally, the Yanks moved to second place. American League East, 27 and 21. Luke Voigt hit a couple of ding dongs. Aaron Hicks homered. Labor Torres also homered in this one. Everybody seemed to homer. 20 to 6, Yankees win. Phil's on top of the Mets, 4 to 1. Tigers blank the Royals, 6 0. Braves over the Orioles, 5 1. Gee whiz. Brewers, 18. Cardinals, 3. Christian Yelich, three hits, including a home run. Apparently, he's bro broke out of his slump. How nice. I'm very happy for him. White Sox, here, your dad must be happy. Better than the Twins, 6-2. Dear God, the White Sox are on fire. 32-16 and 16 on the season, our boy Yasmani. Over there doing good stuff. That would be on the, is that on the north side of Chicago or the south side of Chicago? South side. All right. Stroh's. Over the Rangers, 4-1. They're 24-24 on the season, battling, trying to get into that playoff hunt. Cubbies over the Indians, 6-5. Cubs 29-20 on the season. They win via the walk-off. Consecutive hit-by-pitches. Who does that? I don't know, bro, but you Darvish was throwing Frisbees at the plate. Interesting stuff. Rockies beat the A's 3-1. Dodgers avenge their loss to the Padres the night before. Cool those Padres off a little bit. 3-1 final. Dodgers 34-15 on the season. The Diamondbacks, one better than the Angels, 9-8. D-backs blew a seven-run lead but held on to win that one. Those are your scores around Major League Baseball. Come back from break. Guys, have you ever seen the AT&T girl? I think I've brought this up before. So have you seen her commercial campaign? Lily, I guess her name is. Or maybe Lily's the progressive girl. No, Lily is the um, Lily's the AT&T girl. The AT&T girl, yeah. right? Really nerdy, really quirky oh, yeah, I know you're and dorky, about. right? Did you know that? Had a lot of yeah appearances in the playoffs. I've seen her quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, she makes a lot of appearances in the commercials. But I think on on the other side of things, like, did you realize that she's kind of a babe, Frank? Um, I haven't necessarily looked at you her. You didn't either. realize that she's kind of a babe? No. A little bit pretty? Didn't realize it. Did anybody realize that she could probably go a different route altogether and still win? Yes, I did. Mario, when did you realize? Well, we're going to talk about it on the other side. When did you realize that good old Lily um, was a bombshell? Lily's a bombshell, by the way. She's not just like a little pretty or pretty for a nerdy girl. Like, she's an absolute drop-dead gorgeous model. So I ask myself, self, if you're AT&T, why aren't you, why are you going after nerdy Lily? Why aren't we going after sassy Lily? Because Lily, boy, Lily's pretty. So we'll talk on the other side about how companies sometimes exploit that, right? And in this case, AT&T has really gone to their ad campaigns because Lily's quirky. Lily's funny. Lily's actually a comedian. A lot of people don't know that. So she's got the moxie to do what they want her to do in that commercial. So it isn't about her looking good. We'll talk about how companies exploit that. Very short smidgets, whether it's in commercials or believe it or not, in the social media that we were talking about earlier this week on the show. 
We'll talk to our gang on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Here's that song again. Yay. Here's that song again. For the hundredth time today. Here's that song again. It's gonna be stuck in your head all day. Yay. Here's that song again. It will make you cray cray. You love your kids enough to watch that TV show a bajillion times. Yay. Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat for their age and size. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. To protect his home and family from disaster, Steve used courage, wisdom, and his camera phone. That should do it. Way to go, Steve! By simply taking digital pictures of his family's important documents, Steve can always have them stored safely online, no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. We'll be back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuel Apollo. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays from 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Flowers are beautiful, but they become even more so when carried by people who are committed to ending Alzheimer's. At the Alzheimer's Association Walk to End Alzheimer's, hundreds of thousands carry different colored flowers, signifying their connections to the disease. And we walk so that one day, there will be a white flower for Alzheimer's first survivor. Slam Radio is more than just a radio station, but a family. It's so nice to know that you have a place where you can feel safe, where you can feel comfortable, sharing your opinions and not be judged for what you feel like is right or is wrong. I'm very grateful that I've gotten this opportunity to be a part of something big, something historical. It taught me that not only that I matter, but that I have a voice. And the mentors we have here, like Frank the Tank and Amigo, make you love this amazing program even more. There are very few words that can describe Slam Radio. One word that definitely comes to mind is familia, family. We've been offered so many unique opportunities to be a part of something great. I will always be grateful to Slam Radio and everybody a part of Slam Radio. We are a family. They are my family and they will always continue to be my family and I will forever be thankful and I know they got my back just like I got theirs. I love being part of Slam Radio. Yo, Sway Calloway, Sway in the morning, world famous, wake up show MTV, we worldwide. Welcome to Slam Radio, this is where they get busy. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Woo! 
an interesting crime. So, I'll give you some candor here, right? I don't mind trolling Instagram. And as long as it's not uncomfortable. You know how pretty girls will go on Instagram and, and post certain things? So, I don't know that I mind that. Like, I don't live for that. I don't troll Instagram for that. But I, between my sports and memes, if one of those pops in, I look at it and keep going, right? When I watch TV, brother, I don't want to be bothered with that stuff, man. And this is proof that I've become old because I know when I was a man half my age, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. I want to see the good-looking girls. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have always been enamored with this Lily from AT&T. But it was never for the reason that I mentioned before we went to break. Mm. I thought she was funny. I thought she was silly. Um, she brought not just comedic value but a different feel to the AT&T ads. Similarly, I like the dude that sits in the tub drinking orange soda, telling the guy he needs a little TT, little Tom time. Um, that guy's a strange dude, but he does some funny commercials for AT&T. I'm admittedly a little bit of a, of a commercial dork. Like, I like to see commercials. I don't mind them. This generation skips through them. Mm. What I don't like is to watch a commercial 18 times. Right. During a two-hour basketball game. That's where I lose my my wits. Rhymes with the wits, but I lose my, you know, my its. Mm -hmm. Shh. See what I did there? I see. Okay, good. How uncomfortable is it for a woman to see the objectification of other women in an ad? This is a touchy subject. That's why I didn't put a lot of time for it. But as a man, notice what I said about Instagram. I started by saying it doesn't bother me. As long as it's not uncomfortable, it's not, you know, borderline tootsies. I, I don't need that. that please. Don't move your whole eyes. But there's a difference between that and when you're trying to get me to consume your product. If you're trying to get me to consume your product... I think the least likely way to get me to consume the product is through the sex route. Being sexy ain't going to work. Being funny will. Being informative will. Being quirky will. Creative will. But we have a lot of ladies here today in our group. Very few men. Just, I don't know where Anthony went. Anthony was there and now he's gone. He wants to go look for his Lakers jersey. Uh, you're funny. There he is. I see him. He's hiding behind Jamal Murray. You, you can't. You can get your whistle now, bud. All right. Thank you. Ladies, How are the Bulls doing? Ladies, is that? I'm a Heat fan. But ladies, is that uncomfortable for you to watch? I have never put myself in that position until the last couple of days, and I already knew this about Lily. I had made this comment once upon a time on the show, maybe over a year ago, about Lily being a hottie. There's pictures of Lily on red carpets and stuff. Lily is an absolute stunning woman. She's a comedian. Her name is, oh, God, she's got like a Russian name. or Oh, I don't remember her name. I'll look it up now. It's not as important as the point. But 
Her name is uh, Milana Van... Vantrop, Vantrop, yes, Vantrop, whatever. I actually salute AT&T for going that route. She's come out on This Is Us. I don't know if you were aware of that. Oh, I didn't know she was going on This Is Us. Look at that. That's a show that's watched in my house much, and I I didn't know she was on that show. You could have gone for the low-hanging fruit. Right? Like, if you got J-Lo to do something, what are you going to have J-Lo do? J-Lo look like she's knitting and cross-stitching some sweater for somebody? Or you're going to have her be in J-Lo? Like, it gets to a point where, as men, we don't deal with that, Frank. Right. That's so weird. It is weird. When we were younger, Think about it, though. When the two Chippendale guys are standing there without a shirt, how uncomfortable are you? Not because we're insecure of our manhood. Just how weird is that when we see that and girls go, ooh. Yeah, of course. Right? It's weird. I, I, I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Oh, isn't he a sight for sore eyes? It's and weird. as men, we're like, mm-hmm. it's weird if they go over the top. Okay, but when the, we go over the top all the time. All the time. But it's weird. All is one of them goes, oh, you Bro, they beat this animal. And then people are like, what? That's also awkward. Yes. Awkward. Very. But, but what I'm saying is, is that that double standard that sometimes as men, we even downplay. Say, oh, man, women give us such a hard time. But, man, it's so, it so subtly exists that we as men don't really think about it. No, don't think about it. Until it happens to us. Listen, I asked, and Ivania's like, like, that has to be so uncomfortable. It has to be ridiculously uncomfortable. And it's a part of everyday life. And the thing is, is with all due respect, if you're a good-looking woman or man, there's no problem with you showcasing your talents. You're a good-looking guy. You want to take a shirtless picture? Take a shirtless picture. Who cares? It's, that's not what I'm necessarily talking about. I'm talking about how it's commonplace in our advertising, in our billboards. Listen, do you see a billboard for, although Maluma's falling into the other side of things, but for certain artists in music that are men and then the women, and what do we see? I'm going to be very candid. The men aren't wearing like thongs or anything like that, but the women very close to doing that why does it always seem that with with the woman comes that little extra plus that's got to be the difference i'm the first one to say if you got it flaunt it i've told everybody within earshot you've got to take inventory of what your pros and your cons are my listen i decided early on while i might do well on tv i'm going to stay away from tv I, I play around about the ugly jokes. It's not that I'm, I just, some people have TV faces. Others don't. I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I mean, I'm a handsome dude, whatever, but I don't. Yeah. It doesn't doesn't do well on TV. And I've done TV before. It just doesn't. I don't look like Will Mansell. Will Mansell, you know, it looks good. He's made for TV. Built for it. He also has great hair. He's got fantastic hair. I have no hair. So there's a big difference there. 
Plus the glare. They always got to be matting it down with that foundation stuff that girls use for their faces, whatever. It's yeah, I would hate to have to put that on every time I want a camera. Neck that, guy, that's got to be a pain. I remember going and hanging out with John Morales when I was maybe coming out of high school. And right before he went on his set, he's like, wait, got to go to makeup. And then you got somebody just powdering up his face. Ended up looking like Casper. And I'm just like, bro, that's, I go, you have to do that every time. He goes, every, every single time. Every single time, bro, because there's glare every damn time. He goes, even if I went on, took a break for 10 minutes, and then came back on, they have to powder me up. I once filmed again. the pilot. I felt like I was getting powdered more than I was filming. But that has to be ridiculously uncomfortable, kid. So I just, it was a perspective that I gained. The other thing that happened to me, I'll be very candid with you as we get ready to go to break. We got to let these youngsters go. I saw a picture yesterday. This has been brewing for a few days, but yesterday, La Tapa Pomo was I saw a picture of Halsey. Who knows the artist Halsey? So I, Halsey is very, very talented young lady. She can sing. If I remember correctly, she did an appearance on Saturday Night Live and she was hysterical. Like she's got range. Like she can. She was singing while painting. Yeah, like she does things that are like out of the norm, right? Well, if you only listened to the voice and saw the appearance on SNL, you may or may not have gotten the gist of the fact that that Halsey could probably have chosen to only model and have been wildly successful. I, I wasn't aware of this. Me neither. You didn't know this, did you? No, no, I had yeah, no. Yeah, no, no. It's so I applaud when a woman can make her efforts work. Without that crutch. So we like Halsey because her music's awesome. I know I do. I, do. I, I find a way to I do mashups and my mixes with her music. I love her music. We joke about J-Lo, right? But J-Lo was <laughs> one of the fly girls before she ever became J-Lo. I applaud the efforts of anyone who don't, doesn't feel like they have to go to that. And whether it's AT&T in their ad campaign. Right? Not going for the low-hanging fruit based on who they got. Because that Lily girl, she can do just about anything you want her to do because she's very talented. She's very funny. You see her stand-up routines. She's hysterical. Mm -hmm. So a lot more value to her being a comedian than anything else. So they got her for that and not the low-hanging fruit. But, man, it's got to be a tough world to be a woman. And I, I, Being a girl dad has made me aware of some stuff, man. Got to wake up to some realities here. This is not right, man. Some of the stuff's not right. And it, there's subtleties there. It's uncomfortable. Look how everybody got quiet on me. It's an uncomfortable topic. It's true, though. I'm just listening. No, but it's true, though, Frank. It's not the right thing. You have a daughter. You'll see what I mean. Well, I mean, I'm already kind of dabbling in it because I have a sister that's a teenager. Or not a teenager. She's early 20s. And she's already doing some risque posts and stuff that I'm already a little bothered you're, by. You're it. flipping out about Maybe, it because it's your sister. And she's like, "Oh, but if somebody else did it, you would be cool with it." You're right, I would be, but you're my sister, and I don't want to. I don't want you it doing. Just it. it. It it worries me because the, the part that worries me is we, that they, we've made it normal. Yes, and we've it's made, not normal. That's what a friend of mine was telling me yesterday, and he's like, "Oh, bro, but that's acceptable nowadays." And I go, "It doesn't mean that it's Probably right, acceptable. you know." And then that's the one thing. So there's all these social media influencers that they just. Their life is set. I like how you were saying, posting pictures of them doing dances, um, very promiscuous, and it's a little, it's a little uncomfortable. So once their social media platform goes and gravity takes place and they're, they start changing, what talent do they have? How do they continue their life? Because they don't have any other talent. That resume is, is empty. 
That's why I love radio. We got to go to break. That's why I love radio because radio is auditory. So there's no visual means. I mean, we, there's visual means, but the point is I teach them to use their voice. We have a young lady who's probably one of our best broadcaster podcasters who's a senior this year who's going to be a top-notch model. And I love how the, the separate sides of her personality, the radio personality and the model personality, are almost like two different people. I love that we can teach them that voice and it's not gender specific because we talk sports here, but we open up and we talk everything here. Just listen to the youth for crying out loud. It's dominated by girls. And while the topics aren't foofy, pinky stuff, they hit the real topics. Hate that we have to go. I love what we're talking about. Back on the other side, more Good Morning Amigos, Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. This is Jarvis Landry, and you're listening to Slam Radio. And now we're back with Good Morning Amigo on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. He was going up for a monster jam, huh? He thought he I'm sure he was licking his lips and everything. He thought for sure. He went up with all that Jordan gusto and whatnot. And our boy Bam said, Oh no, 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 no. No can do. We no can do today. No can do today. It was beautiful. <laughs> it was so good. Lauren jumps on today at 12, right? That is correct. We got anything going on at 11, or is it just student programming? Just student programming today. Today's our quiet day. Uh-huh. Not even, not really, but. Sports is picking up, isn't it? It is, full steam. We've really done a good job of just talking sports around here. Especially today. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a lot of sports to talk about. We don't even talk about hockey. We don't talk about how the Islanders beat the Lightning in overtime, double overtime, 2-1. to one. Dallas Stars in the, in the NHL Finals, Stanley Cup Finals. Sorry, I got a brain fart. Yes. The Islanders now, what are they up? That's it? They won? I think they won. I gotta check. So now it's the Islanders against the Stars. I gotta double check. I wasn't even sure what that series See, was. You haven't you haven't been on top of it either. Also, too, because you don't like talking about it. Yeah, but you're the hockey fan. I'm not a hockey fan. We know that. I've been very clear about that. I mean, no hockey fan. No, there's um, they're still going. So right, uh, I, that I, was was, game it, I was gonna say they're up three two now. Right now it's three two. 
the Islanders were were staving they staved off elimination with that victory. So they were down three one to Tampa Bay. So if Tampa wins, they play the Stars. Is that correct? That's correct. It's crazy though. Like a lot of people's excuse for Flo- for the Florida Panthers not necessarily being contenders is, oh, it's Florida. It's too warm. Nobody wants to necessarily play down there. That's not true. But Tampa in Tampa, Bay. Tampa's good year in and year out. So what's the excuse in Tampa? Yeah, they're always in the in the thick of things, if you know what I mean. They play some good hockey over in Tampa. They've got a couple cups, and they've and they're they're usually within the mix. Last year they were embarrassed by the by the by the Vegas Golden Knights, but they're usually within the mix. They were a number one seed last year, got beat by eight. Game six tomorrow it was actually Columbus, not the Golden Knights. Tampa Bay leads that series three games to two. We'll see if they close it out tomorrow night against the Islanders. See, we talked our hockey. Awesome. I'm happy now. Now I can now I'm happy. Now you're happy. Baseball's on the final stretch. Isn't that nuts? It is nuts. So this this shortened season, teams like the Rays have played forty eight games. That means they got twelve games to go. So do the Yankees. Twelve games to play. Marlins have to have a little more than that. They've played forty six. They've got fourteen to play. And they're right in the thick of all this. But then, then again, uh, most of the teams are in the thick of things. I don't know about that. Why not? There's so 16 teams make it. It's almost half. Royals aren't in the thick of it. It's more than half. Rangers aren't in the thick of it. More than half. Nationals aren't in the thick of it. Are the Yankees the Pirates in the thick aren't of it? in the thick of it. The Diamondbacks aren't in the thick of it. The Yankees are barely in the thick of it. The Yankees are in it. They've been slipping. Slipping, but they're in there. Free falling. They're doing fine. The Tigers aren't in it. The Angels aren't in it. The Mariners aren't in it. Okay, I get it. Metropolitans aren't in it. All right, but when it used to be baseball playoffs that only a handful of teams would get in, now it's two handfuls. So there's more teams in the playoffs. I understand. A lot of exciting sports yesterday. Ton. We had some of our... uh, Slam Radio Gurus work on some uh, some sports updates. Mm-hmm. Wondering what their perspective of the sports stories from last night are. Some juicy ones. You think we got some good stuff? I'm 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 pretty sure most of them are going to be that band blocker, maybe even the you Jimmy. Think so? I don't think so. No. I don't think so. No. Watch. You want to see? Let's see. Go ahead, Nakaya. Give me your update. So I chose the Golden State Warriors and how they were letting two of the um old yeah, players. Just, get, just give me give me the update though. Just give okay. me the update. So it appears that the NBA players Sean Livingston and Le- Leandro Barbosa have rejoined the Golden State Warriors and um Barbosa will serve as the player mentor coach, mentor coach, and Livingston is gonna be the director of players affairs and engagement. Um, all the members on the team are excited and they took to the social media posting about it and they will have been welcoming comments for the two players. And I personally think that the team is going to be benefited by these two people. And then hopefully they can go back to the championship and, you know, get another ring. Um, the team did have a, like a very good year when they won the championship a couple of years ago. And I think that the two players that are returning are going to help them do that again. And, um, I think that 
like I'm not a sports fan myself and I don't like watch other teams and stuff, but I do, I did keep up with the Golden State Warriors at a point. And I know that with the right people, they can do some good work. And I think Sean Livingston and Leandro Barbosa will give them like a good push to make it to the championship and win a ring again. Thank you, Nakaya. You see, there's a different story. I actually didn't know that those two guys came in an executive role or in a in a player personnel type of role, Barbosa and Livingston. They were two uh they were reserve players on those Warrior teams, but they were a big part of it. <clears throat> Warriors creating their own little culture over there. Mm-hmm. Thought it was interesting how uh, Brad Stevens compared the Miami Heat to the Golden State Warriors. Did you hear that? I didn't hear him say that, no. Heard it twice. I heard it once said on Channel 7, Steve Shapiro covered it, and then it was said again yesterday on the broadcast, on, I guess, right after his interview. I'm curious to hear Eileen's sports update. What's up, Eileen? Hey. What's your sports update? My sports update is Jackie... Wait, Jokey and Murray helped Denver stun the Clippers 104 to 89 in Game Seven. So basically, the Denver the Denver duo Jamal Murray and Jokey led another stunning turnout as the Nuggets advanced to the Western Conference Finals for the first time since 2009. Murray scored 40 points and Jokey had a had a triple double by the third quarter. Denver once again overcame a double-digit deficit to shock the Los Angeles Clippers 104-89 to in Game 7 on Tuesday night. So Eileen is someone who is somewhat quiet. So, you know, this is, this is one of those things that was get her out of her shell to do it. And not a big sports fan. Delivered that wonderfully. Very well. 15-point victory by the Nuggets, as we were talking about earlier. And Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic really helped their their efforts. Those guys played phenomenally. I wasn't aware of the fact that they hadn't been to the finals, the Western Conference Finals since 09. I didn't realize that it had been that long. Um, but they're going to face the Lakers now in the Western Conference Finals, which starts on Friday. Thank you very much, Eileen. See, they, they, they get better at this. Uh, Frank, they get better at this. They thing. Like they, you tell them sports, like, well, I don't like sports, but I'm going to deliver it. Yeah, no doubt. So they adjust it. It's not it's not a, a cut and paste thing. They adjust it to what they're trying to say. And even though they write one thing, you know, they paraphrase and they say it in their own It's good. Teaching moment on the air. I like doing that. Good job, ladies. Congratulations to both of you. Thank you. Thank you for your sports updates. Sports is fun right now, Frank. It is fun right now. Everybody's involved. I finally got my wife to sit down and watch the game. That's not norm- something she normally does. And I was like, aren't you supposed to go do the dishes? She's like, no, wait, this is good. I'm like, oh, well, she's ah, watching hoops, huh? Watching some hoops. Yeah. So the Heat get back to business game two tomorrow night. Um, and I overstate this all the time, but a game two victory, in my opinion, is a ticket to the finals. From your lips to God's ears. Well, I, I listen. The, there's two things in a, there's three things in a series that to me are a big deal: winning game one, jumping out to a 2-0 lead, and game fives. That to me plays the tone to everything. Like, it is. How do you go up 2-0, win a game five, and lose a series? You can't. 
How do you win the first game and a game five and still lose a series? That's tough if you think about it. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Usually you have a home court that you keep. If you lose a home court, you go back home in game five. How do you win both those games and lose a series? You, you lose home court somehow. I mean, you either lost game two or you lost game seven. So those are the key points to any seven-game series. And I think if the Heat can win tomorrow, then the the chances of Boston winning four of their next five games against the Heat, to me, diminish greatly. Greatly, greatly. Heat are playing incredible basketball right now. They're playing great ball. And they're all bought in. They're all... <laughs> it's difficult to argue that whatever Spo is feeding them is working. Mm-hmm. Can't argue against that. And he gives them hell because yesterday he was giving Duncan Robinson hell for passing, passing up a couple shots, and he was drilling at him in the middle of the court. He does not care. He likes them to take the shot if it's open. I don't know if Especially he Duncan Robinson. He told him, he goes, I don't want you passing the ball. He, he likes, if the shot is there, he wants you to take it. He knows it's going to be missed once in a while, but he likes. That's how come sometimes you see that he will take what seems to be an ill-advised three. They were talking about it on the broadcast yesterday, how towards the beginning of the season, he was taking a whole, he was make, um, Spo was making Duncan Robinson do a whole bunch of wind sprints after games because he kept on passing up open shots because he was completely, not complacent, he was just, he was scared of, of uh, pulling the trigger. Now he's doing it more. And then yesterday after Spo yelled at him, it looked, I don't know if you noticed this play, but it looked like he was going to take one from the top of the three and at the last second he passed it out. Ended up being a beautiful play because the ball had a lot of movement and they ended up finding an open man. And it was the right decision at that time. But I thought he was going to take that shot regardless. Let's go to a quick break. Come back on the other side. Good morning, amigos. Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. The views and opinions expressed on Good Morning Amigo are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.